Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to And so for this month and this month only, you can become a CanadaLand supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by frankenoak.com. Frankenoak.com is the online destination for guys who want to look sharp and shop smart. Visit frankenoak.com and find a new collection of menswear every month. Yeah, so we'll do like staff meeting slash staff party. Sure. Are you going to introduce us or just expect us to say something when you look at us? That's Kitty Jensen. Oh. <laughs> Hi, world. Producer of Canada Land of Shortcuts. And uh, also in the studio is is Jane Litvinenko. Hi. We're going to try to actually have like uh, a, a staff meeting. Okay. Okay. And hopefully yeah. it'll be a productive meeting and also maybe an interesting episode. We'll make history. Our meetings usually go really well. Totally. <laughs> I walked out of one once. (laughs) This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Haley McBurney, Neil Hepburn, Suzanne Kendall, Jen Kitagawa, Trevor Schwellness, Chris Johnstone Ardern, John Ksenze, Wesley Burton, and Avanti Ramachandran. Avanti. 
Why did you decide to be awesome? Because by listening to Canada Land, I feel empowered and encouraged to have my own opinion about what's happening in Canadian politics and media. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool. It doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. This episode of CanadaLand is also brought to you by frankenoak.com. So we had frankenoak months ago. And I went out and bought some Frank and Oak clothes so I could speak about the product with some authority. And then we didn't have them as Are a sponsor. Are you sure it wasn't just so that you can look cooler? That's always a priority. Um, and then we didn't have Frank and Oak for a while. And I still bought – remember I bought I bought my, my coat from Frank and Oak. I know. You walked in. You're like, guys, check out my coat. It's a pretty good quote. Frankandoak.com is the online destination for guys who want to look sharp and shop smart. So this it's a Canadian company that appeals to men like me who – despise retail, don't like shopping and don't like shopping for clothes and just have a sense of what they want. And you can go online and you can have them ship you stuff and there's no risk because if you don't like the clothes, you just send them back. And if you really don't like shopping and and you don't even have a sense of your own personal style, I can't really relate. If that is your <laughs> lot, Frank and Oak has stylists on hand. They will learn what you like and they will send you a box of clothes that is suited to your taste, and you can just figure out what you want to keep and what you want to send back, and there's no risk to you. You can step up your game, guys, stylishly and affordably. Head to frankenoak.com. Use the code CANADALAND to get 20% off of your first purchase. I like this company. Proud Canadian company. Check it out, frankenoak.com. Everybody introduce yourself. Not like at the same time. I'm Kevin Sexton, the producer of Commons. Of course, the only white guy in the room will go first. What? There's two white guys in the room. Jesse's white. Everybody, everybody knows That's what Jesse's. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, actually. <laughs> Yevgenia, get it together. I'm clearly sympathy drunk. Jane has an ulcer. She's not drinking. She's 24 years old. 
<laughs> She's been working here three and a half months. She has an ulcer. <laughs> uh, my name is Jane Litvinenko. I am the editor. Oh, hi. I'm Katie. I'm the producer. I'm going to be off mic most of the time because I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> I'm Vicky Mochamba. I'm the writer of the weekly newsletter, Not Sorry. This is so strange. It's it, This has been a strange year. There was nobody here. Uh, it was me and and Sean Craig sometimes was here a year ago. And now you guys are all here. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, a year ago, this, this show is you talking to yourself for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's me talking over other people for, for, for 40 minutes. Like from your perspective, like what are you guys gambling by being associated with me? Is, has it had repercussions Jesse, for your lives? I am burning all my bridges. All of them. All of them. Every single one. I was like, this year I will be a lighter, writer. And then I just decided to set fire to all of that for one just newsletter. For one newsletter. I got Katie before she knew better. Yeah. Uh, I was an intern. I actually can't comment on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's not even talk about that. Um, but Kevin, so... I hope that we're going to hit the next funding milestone. Mm. We're 95% of the way towards an arts and culture show. When we get there, Katie Jensen needs to work with whoever is going to be hosting the that show. So she's not going to be producing the Monday Canada Line show anymore. She'll still be producing shortcuts. Do we have a deal in theory? Are you interested in, 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 in addition to producing Commons, will, will you be my producer on Canada Land. So you're asking if, in addition to paying rent, I would also like to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. That, that sounds like a good deal. We haven't discussed numbers yet, so let's... let's it might just be snacks. It might just be snacks. It's really not that great, Kevin. Um, yes. So, Vicky, you're writing, uh, you're writing Not Sorry. I am. And we just got a sponsor for 50% of the episodes for the next three months. So you'll get a little bit more money for Not Sorry. But what we probably can't talk about and we'll have to bleep, but there's a chance that it will be uh, publicly announced by the time this episode airs. So I'm just going to say what it is. Yeah. And then Katie will either bleep this or use it. Vicky looks so scared right now. She's like, oh, God, where's the hidden camera? <laughs> so Secret Project X is and uh, we just That's awesome. I'd like you to work with and some other people and me on writing this Okay, cool. I want like I want an awesome title. I want to be. <laughs> so I feel like the great and powerful Oz. There's something here for everyone, <laughs> except for Jane. Jane, you can have the same job you've been doing so well. Do you want a new title, like head of all news? <laughs> I want a new title that is like head of Jesse Brown. <laughs> Jesse Brown needs an editor, and uh, so, and that's you. So how's that been? An adventure. You know, I hate roller coasters, so I don't know why I signed up for this job. <laughs> Literally every time I walk in here, you guys are just screaming at each other. <laughs> so no one here is compensated particularly well, but um, <laughs> I think what we do with what we have is pretty amazing, and I'm really, really happy with the team that's come together. So, And I know that you guys are risking things by working with me. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. While we're you. on the subject of Vicky, mm -hmm. oh. can we go back? Can we tell like the origin story of how Vicky became part of Canada Land? You met at a party? That's not such a great origin story. No, no, no. No, no it, was better than, it was better than that. So I went to this party. I didn't even know whose house it was. And then this dude is standing by the fridge. And first he's trying to, like, mansplain manga to me. And then he moved on to China. And what were his exact words, Vicky? I think in explaining China, he said, you wouldn't believe the size of it. China is very big. You just couldn't understand the sheer size of China. And I was like, no, I think I got this. <laughs> Ch 
China, big country. Canada, also big. Got it. Vicky and I were standing next to each other, and we just sort of like, we saw that look on each other's face. Then we kind of just like put our hands around each other's waist and left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the guy was still trying to explain things to us as we were walking away. So... I don't know. Why are you guys here? Like, like besides the fact that the job market is terrible, like given the risks, what, what, what makes you want to be associated with this? Um, job market terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's a strong level of independence here. Um, I really, you know, I really respect the fact that you give me so much freedom with the show. I could pretty much just do whatever I want, and you'll tell me after. Um, if you have a problem with it. I'm so glad that we're doing this now after the most recent episode of Commons. That was such a strong episode. And it wasn't just, there have been strong episodes before, mm. but something clicked this week where I'm like, there, that's the moment from which yes. the show. And and uh, when, I, when you start bringing uh, Andre back into the new format and I think it's just going to like lift off as, a, as occurring. I think yeah. it's great. No, I agree with that. And I think we felt that uh, in the room at the time, there was a kind of a sense of energy afterwards, like we've hit a stride and the, the meetings got more engaged. And I, I feel like we have some good stories uh, on the line. We had a really good meeting this week. And I think we're, we're, we're getting where we want to get. Jane, if you could have one gift from the great and powerful Oz, like what, what do you need to do your job better? I'd like a better website. <laughs> and... Uh, I'd like a reporter. I want I, I want a reporter. Our funders would so much rather pay for a reporter than a better website. Nobody wants to pay more money to us so that we can have a slicker website. Nobody cares if we have a slicker You're website. You're using my iPad right now. Um. <laughs> I think that like if the website is functional, <laughs> if you can read on it, then that, then the website's doing its job. I mean You said you said I have a wish. All right. I gave you my wishes. Okay. Okay, if you had to pick one, what would it be? A reporter, obviously. I or th- maybe just a higher salary. <laughs> I don't know about a higher salary, but it, it, the next goal past the arts and culture show, I'll make a commitment right now. The next goal will be benefits for Canada Land employees. Does that include me? Yeah, let's talk about that. Does that? Im- <laughs> How are we defining employees, Jesse? <laughs> I don't know if if uh, I don't know anything about buying packages of benefits, but I could use benefits, and my kids could use dental. So if you're out there and you know something about really good benefits packages, so we're only getting this because you and your kids need it. That is definitely one of the reasons. That's a great reason. He should have more kids. Jesse should have more kids, and that's why we're getting benefits. And we're not getting it yet. But, uh, you know, with any luck, uh, we'll, hit, we'll, we'll figure out what that next goal is, and we'll hit it. So we're just sort of subtly reminding people that we're 95% of the way to the arts and culture show, and we'd really like to start making that show. Jesse, so, there's nothing subtle about you or what you just said. Here are the stories that I think we would assign to an investigative reporter if we had one. Katie, bleep this stuff out abuse story we would assign to an investigative reporter. Can you think of any others? Part two, but it'd be really hard for me to part with that part two. What else do we get? Oh. Definitely. That story's been dying to be... It, we have stories that, that have sub, substantiated leads on real stories that we are not reporting for lack of a good investigative reporter. I don't know that that's a money question. I think that if we had... We have a freelance budget. If we had a great investigative reporter, then I think we could assign those stories... And start to publish them. Yeah, totally. And I know that it can be scary writing for Canada Land because, you know, you risk alienating the five people who run Canadian media. But we are definitely in the market for a great investigative reporter. We can pay you. Email me. The catch-22 is that, like, it's if we had somebody who doesn't care about burning their bridges with the Canadian media, then they wouldn't have the network. 
necessarily to report that story properly. I mean, not like maybe there's somebody who could come into it as an outsider and do it, but it helps to know who's who and have those phone numbers. So I don't know who it is. Somebody who's laid off or fired or somebody who just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Or, uh, I, I, But we could train somebody, but we need somebody with investigative chops and, and investigative reporters, somebody who's at least somewhat into their career. Anyhow, we have money to spend on this stuff and we want to break yeah, the stories. Yeah, come knock on my door. What have we done right that you guys want to do more of in 2016? September Anderson. I would agree. I think between September Anderson and the Commons episode, we did two things that were important, which is that we let other people speak fully for themselves. And I think so often in a lot of shows, it's, you know, questions that are intended to lead to a certain answer. But then in those two shows, you just had people telling you how they really felt and what they really wanted to do and get out of the work that they do. Which Commons episode? The, the most recent one? The ones? most recent one. Right. Yeah, so in that episode, similar with the September Am- Anderson episode, they spoke for the work that they did more than the hosts asked them questions that were supposed to lead to a certain answer. And I think more often that's what needs to happen, letting people speak about their work. I think on Commons and on Shortcuts, uh, diversity in all respects has been something to be proud of. I think that the main show could do a better job of that in 2016. And I think that the web content, the web content's been okay. We've sort of strayed from doing like personal essay stuff as much uh, and, and as we've gotten more into like a newsy vibe. But I think we could, we could probably do a better job of that on the website as well. It's all about the networks of people you know, right? And that's so much of a problem with big journalism is that everyone just knows everyone at a party and most of the people that people know are white and male. So if we just start to expand the people that we know, we're going to get more freelance content from diverse voices. Yeah, I think that we're building a pretty good uh, network of, of like the, 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 the false dichotomy that you've got to either pick diversity or like the best person for the job is just being laid completely bare to me is absolute bullshit. It is bullshit. And if you know these people and you work with them and you know what they're good at and then you start moving away from just stories that are about the group that they represent and just that they're good voices, good writers, good reporters. You know, while we're on this topic, I think September Anderson should be one of your regular Shortcuts guests. That's interesting. Yeah, she was really strong. Or even the person she was on the same argument side with against Saatchi, Rochelle Descost, she's very... I understand that she may be combative, but I think that sort of thing is important and interesting. She doesn't encourage and know those people who are internal to white media. I don't even think it's a despite the combative thing. I, 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 when I first met uh, Desmond and Andre, I know they were talking about like the idea of like, oh, you're just sounding like an angry black man. And I think Desmond said like, what's wrong with an angry black man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like – so what? I want combative people. I want people with strong opinions. You know, I think that like that's where the interesting content is. That's where interesting – like if you don't have a strong opinion, if it's just compatible with everything you've heard before, then what's the point of hearing from that person? It is weird that aggressive is used as an insult now, specifically to women. If you're aggressive, it's a bad thing. We we get that – we get tweets a lot from her comments uh, about Andre being too angry. I mean if you're talking about politics and some portion of it doesn't make you angry, then – You're talking about kittens. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Okay, so this is one thing that I think would benefit from a group discussion. Um, We had a chance recently to make a lot more money. And I said no, but I'm not sure I did the right thing. I was approached by a company, and it was a cool company. It was a company that you'd be very proud to be associated with. They wanted us to do a branded series for them. And this is – I'm not saying who it was. This is the trend in podcast. I like – okay, so 
they and they said, look, you can do a show that is like loosely about our brand qualities and our area of the world, and you don't have to mention us once. And and the the, the scale of money was just way beyond what we're used to working with. And I come from a background of like, I was like given like six months to make one radio documentary when I started. I love making really layered, researched, building like audio textures and all that geeky shit. And I know there's like a ton of great talent in Toronto of people who came up on that kind of radio, Radio Lab, This American Life, who want to make that kind of stuff. And I would love it if Canada Land could make that kind of very finely produced content and tell like one consistent story over six episodes and then be done. But that totally doesn't work for our current business model of crowdfunding plus advertising. Like it, what? I just thought the idea of a long a story over a long period of time by Canada Land. I thought it'd be called Serial A. And that made me laugh for like a minute. <laughs> I said no when this company approached me. And then like a few days later, I learned that, that this show from Panoply, Slate's podcast network, in combination, in, in, in partnership with GE, this, this show, The Message, was the number one podcast. And it had nothing to do with GE. The content was totally... Uh, divorced from GE and, and, and touting GE products, they just paid for this very, very well-produced podcast to be made. And it was like the content itself. I think it's totally possible to do native branded content that a brand pays for that is as good as anything out there. The message is an easy one to make because it's a fiction podcast. Yeah. So there's no news aspect to it. There's no conflict of interest there's that no could really happen. So I think that's, that's not really an issue that we would face. Because if we're talking about a news podcast or, or a documentary podcast, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, no, you couldn't do a news podcast. It could be journalism, but it doesn't need to be news, right? Like you yeah. could, you could like find a story the way that Serial did and tell one story over six episodes, or you could like look at like you could come up with something that's sort of like current affairsy or documentary, like but not necessarily news. And you could do it in combination with a brand, and there could be no conflict of interest. You could totally do that, and somebody will do that, and that's the way the industry is moving towards content like that. People are doing that in, in uh, British Columbia right now. Yeah, Pacific, um, Con- like yeah, they're making you know Slack, which is just a. St- Stories about work. I know, and and that's like that. I went from feeling very strong, like that is not the Canada Land brand to do native content, to feeling like, are we going to be overtaken? Is the industry going to move into this new area, and we're going to be left behind? Because that's going to be what podcasting is I about. Just, I feel like there's two questions here. Like the first one is, is there a conflict of interest? And I think uh, with the brand that that uh, approached you, there would not be a conflict with Commons. There would not be a conflict with Canada Land. Yeah. Um, and plus, we already do sponsor. We work with brands, right? Like if we did a, a if we did a, you know. Giftogram podcast about the magic of giving. Like, is that really, is that a conflict with anybody? No, I don't think so. But um, I think the second question is more interesting, which is what is this providing to our brand and also to our patrons who are paying for us? Like, first of all, are people going to continue wanting to pay for us if we're having this sponsored content? And also, like, what value are they getting out of this? Like, if it means that we suddenly have a bunch of money and Commons gets better and Candleline gets better and we have a reporter on the website, I think that's something worth considering. Yeah. Jane, what do you think? I mean, it depends. It depends on who it is that approached you and it depends on the conflict of interest, like Kevin said. But basically, I, I agree with Kevin. I don't really think I have much to add. <laughs> okay. Katie? I think it's a question of authenticity and in terms of what is your goal. Is your goal to make money from this venture? Absolutely not. Your goal is to criticize the media. And for Commons, the goal is to provide a voice for those who want to get engaged in the political conversation but have felt ostracized and isolated. And in terms of getting your your name associated with a brand, I think the only time that you should do that is when you feel it's 
it's not going to damage the integrity of what you provide for your Candle Inn listeners. They pay for you to not be associated with any kind of outside force that would provide a, a bias of any kind, whether that's an affiliation to a news organization or that's an affiliation to a brand. It doesn't make a difference to me. The reason that our funding model is the way it is is because people have a lot of trust in you. And the way that trust is compromised is when there's something beneath the surface that people aren't aware of. And I think that when brand affiliations happen, people on the outside look at that and they think, what's been going on? What are these backdoor conversations? What's going on in these business meetings that I don't know about that could be affecting the way that that person delivers the message that I'm waiting to hear? So I think that if you associate with a brand and it's not 100% transparent, you run the risk of isolating the audience that is paying for the product, Canada Land, which is supposed to be unfiltered, unbiased, and honest. Vicky? Money creates conflict. Yeah. There's not always an immediate notion that there's a conflict at hand with, say, particular stories or with particular podcasts. But whenever anybody's paying for you to do what you're doing, there's a conflict inherent in that, which is that they might have an ulterior motive and say, you know, six months later, a story comes down the line that maybe they've been trying to push back. That begs the question, why did they ever give you the money in the first place? And so I understand there's probably lots of brands out there and maybe the one that approached you who, you know, aren't questionable and they're good people and they donate to adoption shelters and stuff like that. Well, what happens when they pop up on an investigation six months later? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, do you return that check? Do you suddenly say to everybody, uh, sorry about your rent situation. We all live in the office now. I'll tell you something. Like every single media company that's trying to just survive is doing some form of native content. And I realize I just said that exhaustively and there's probably one that hasn't, but like any major news brand has some star content labs or some native content wing. And I think that walking that line of negotiating that like, okay, so you do that, you do, uh, you could do an Airbnb podcast that's just about like travel stories and they're wonderful and, and you would never run into a conflict on that podcast. It could be a great podcast. People would love it. But, and then Canada land runs into some investigation where Airbnb hypothetically is, uh, implicated in some way you deal with it. You, 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 you stop taking money from them. You're transparent about it. I think that it can be done. I think other companies will do it, but I think it would be a mistake for us to do it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to close the door to it indefinitely because you know, Katie, everything you said about what we are and what we're trying to do is true, that we're not just trying to make money, we're trying to do these other things, but we have to sustain. And if we're not around, we can't do any of those things. So I think it would be foolish for me to say we're never going to do native content. We're never going to do branded content. And I'm, I'm afraid that the industry is going to move totally into that sphere and we're left behind. But I just think it's just not what we're about. The truth is, I think we could get away with it. I think that we could announce that we're doing it and have parameters for it and we would lose some of our crowdfunding, but other people would be curious about the kind of work we would do. And I think that we could get enough money from it that would mean that everybody could have a full-time job and get paid more. I think that we could become the place in Canada for making branded podcasts, but I don't want to. And I, here's my fear about it is that the scale of the money involved is so much greater than what we're working with right now that you would just, it's not about these little conflicts of what if Airbnb becomes a subject of the journalism and then you've got a conflict. It's more about what do you care about every day and what's your business built on? If the crowdfunding is only 10% of our revenue per year, 
but a contract with a big brand is like 30%, then the energy is going to go towards that and that's going to become who we are. So I'm not going to say definitively that we're never going to do that, but I, I, I don't want to do it now. And I think we've got something really special here. Like even if the industry is moving towards doing that, our funding model as difficult as it is to make to do everything that we're doing on what we have, we are doing it and no one else is doing it the way that we're doing it. I think it's unique and that's what's special about it and that's why people fund it. So I, I don't know. I don't see a reason to change course when the course we're on is working. It's, it's, just, it's just gradual. It's just like um, iterative. We just get a little bit more each time and we do a little bit more. Okay, I'm a little drunk. Let's, let's wrap this up. We need uh, to announce a few things. There's housekeeping. So we're looking for the arts and culture host. We have a couple names, but we could use more. You have to be able to produce radio if you want to put your name into consideration. Katie at CanadaLandShow.com. Katie with a K if you think you're an arts and culture uh, host slash producer. If you think you're our investigative reporter, Jane at CanadaLandShow.com. Um, we are proud to announce a new series Sorry, guys in Toronto. <laughs> Canada Land at the movies. We're teaming up with the Review Cinema on Roncesvalles. We're going to have talks about movies that are about the news with different people in the news. And then we're going to show these movies. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of Toronto centrism, we recently put out the call for uh, live tapings around the country. We want to do more of them. We want to partner up with universities or whoever can kind of work with us around the resources to get us to different parts of the country. We've got like eight offers in different parts of Ontario to do live tapings. And they're all wonderful and they're very generous, but we are looking for more interest. Uh, we've got a couple. You can look for us in the future in Victoria, hopefully in Edmonton, but this is over the next like 12 months. So we're still looking for more partners in different parts of the country. If you want to bring us out to talk about media issues in your neighborhood, get but in touch. But not Ontario. Guys, this has been the best uh, year in my professional life. It's been thrilling. I couldn't be happier with the team that we've put together. You're all amazing and you uh, endure me. So thank you very much. Thank you, everybody out there, for supporting what we do. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to try to do even better stuff and more stuff in the next year. Thanks, guys. Good night and good luck. No. I have been silent for this entire episode, and I'm saying no to good night and good luck. No. We're using it. (laughs) Okay, I think we're done here. That was your Canada Land Show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can email me. I'm jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read them all and I respond when I can. Our website is canadalandshow.com. Our crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash canadaland. The show's producer is Katie Jensen. There is no shortcuts on Thursday. It's New Year's Eve. I'm taking it off. We'll be back with a new Canada Land on Monday. Thanks, everybody. If you like this show, please support it. Thank you.